Welcome to the inner world of filmmaking. I'm your host, Tammy McGarrow. I'm a writer, director, editor, and a podcast producer. In this show, I will interview filmmakers in all facets of production and distribution. I'm so excited to have Mar from the Vid Project on today to talk about being a video creator and having people build their brand through video. Welcome, Mar. So happy to have you on the show. Thank you, Tammy. What was your journey to becoming a video creator? I, I just always knew that I wanted to create like for a living. Art was always the thing. I started with drawing. I started with sketching. I started with painting. And then eventually I was like, okay, uh, I want to make money out of this. I don't know what necessarily made me click, but I was like, hey, I, based off comics, based off cartoons, I'm like, people are getting paid for something like this. So I want to be able to do it. So I attempted it. I went to graphic design school. And I was trying to do graphic design for like t-shirts. I went through an entire wheat pasting phase. So that's basically where you print out these giant pieces of paper and then you go paste them out in the street. It's kind of like graffiti. And then from learning in graphic design, there are so many elements like photography, uh, videography. They didn't really teach you videography. They taught you the video editing like platform. And I didn't have it as part of my my studies, I just did it out of curiosity because art school is, you have to be obsessed into learning a craft or doing things. So you would have kids that would come there drawing and painting and they're there till like midnight. Then you'd have the kids that do the assignment and you'd clearly be able to distinguish who's going to do what or who's going to be you know, more successful, not always the case, but that's how you could see it. And for me, I was just a curious person. So I wanted to learn a little bit of photo, a little bit of video. And I didn't take it seriously until I left college. I did, I dropped out. I couldn't afford it. And basically I needed to make money, pay all these loans back. So I started branding individuals through logo design and colors and things like that. And in that practice, uh, People would ask me like, oh, do you do photos? Because I also need some photos. So I was like, oh, I happen to know photos. And then um, eventually it it evolved. Mm -hmm. It just basically evolved. But it was a long process. And even till now, I'm still learning about video. But uh, it it started from that curiosity of always wanting to be an artist. Yeah, I think we're always – learning. And that's the cool thing is like, um, I think you're never there. You're always evolving as you grow. I do is that I'll look back at some stuff I've done. And I go, Oh my God, that's so bad. But, but it's like, but you're always getting better. You're always doing more and more, you know? Yeah. I, I was sitting down. I mean, I have, since I am a video creator, the habit, I, I honestly think it stemmed from my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom used to take Polaroid cameras everywhere. And I, I, it didn't click on – because I, I would ask myself as a video creator, why am I always recording? What is this impulse that I have to like shoot or make or document of some sort? Actually, that's what it later became. Like I'm documenting this moment. I look back. I have footage from 2013. And I have older footage, but 2013 and on was actually when I, I was ham on constantly create making content with video. But I do look back and, and, and go, wow, what what the heck was I doing? But I'm, ha- I'm happy I have that moment, you know? Right. Well, I know. I also think that through everything you do builds to what you're doing. So you just never know where something that you did helped you somewhere later, you know? Yeah. So 
That's true. It's pretty amazing. So you have a video agency called The Vid Project. Uh, Can you tell our listeners what you do and how to find you? Cool. So yes, I recently uh, changed the domain name on my website. I have, this is going to be very confusing, but hey, this is being real with you guys. Okay. Uh, I have a website called thevidproject.com. It's with the the vidproject.com. Now that, that platform itself is kind of my directory. It's kind of where you meet me. I understand who you are as a creator. I get to see your talents and your skill and I'm busy. And if I can't take on a gig, I would love to have you on this directory based off your skills. If you're, I have people in, I shouldn't say I have, but there's people in Boston. There's people in Canada. There's people in, in, you know, um, Florida that are on this site. And if a as someone hits me up because what ends up happening is I generate leads from all different places. And if I can't do it, I would love to point them to a direction. Mm-hmm. I don't get a cut on it. It's currently just a directory. Eventually, I would love to evolve this, but I've, I've done something different. I've created an app or I'm creating an app, a platform that makes it a lot easier for a creator to kind of just have a workflow with their client. Mm-hmm. So to segue really quick, as I'm building this app and as I'm building this directory, the goal is that if a, a new creator comes in and goes, dude, I need gigs. I left my school. I don't know what to do, but I just want to make video. Cool. You enter this this vid project and you're able to learn fast. You get equipped with the workflow process app and then you're on a directory. I can't guarantee you leads overnight. But that's the goal to eventually generate enough leads that I could be like, hey, here's Tammy. She's able to X, Y, and Z. She's professional at this and boom. And then if you, Tammy, decide to work with this client, then you have a cool platform that you're like, oh, I'm entering all my stuff here. I I, I could talk about that later. But yeah, yes, I know there's a lot. And the last thing is my personal website, which is vidproject.co. What specifically do you do? Like if somebody wanted to hire you, what do you specialize in? So um, building awareness on with video and getting you comfortable in front of the camera as the owner of the company. Um, people call it all sorts of things like brand awareness, uh, build your personal brand. Uh, some people just say build your brand. But when a person comes to me, it's... I have a business. I'm the front facing, I'm the front face of my business. I'm the mascot of my business. And I need to tell people or educate people about the the product or service that I have. And I go in and go, cool, let's talk. We start meeting, we start understanding one another. And then eventually, as I get to know you, I extract good pieces about you that I think people will enjoy. You know, and I, something that people, that creators, I think, have kind of not not creators, but people in general have forgotten is social media is about social. It's like it's like a social conversation. It's you don't go in and just start selling things, you know. So you have to learn to to take your product or service and migrate with the the social the social aspect of social media. If you look on social, it's, you know, people dancing mm-hmm. and people laughing and goofing off. So it's like, how can I convince individuals to buy my very expensive product? Well, they have to trust you. So you build trust through 
constant education and value, but can you make it entertaining? Can you make it funny? Can you make it more memorable? Because the more memorable it becomes and more often they see you, then eventually they're going to go, Hey, you know what? I saw that one video you did that made me laugh. And after I saw a couple more, I like, I was just curious. And that could take one month. That could take six months. That could take one year. It just depends. But what I do is I influence uh, your audience as much as I can to get them to trust you. That's through video. No, I think that that's great um, because people forget the connection part. Um, they think just post a bunch of stuff, but it's also that you have to connect with your audience. An audience has to like you, you know? I mean, I would think they'd have to like you if they're going to buy your stuff. But, yeah. um, and I, you know, when you were talking, I was thinking, oh, bloopers would be funny. Like, you know, where people mess up. We like the vulnerabilities. Yes. Yes. And that is true. Like people, and the, the, the cool part about bloopers is, when you post them, the audience goes, oh, wow, they do mess up. Or I would love to comment here. That made me laugh. And that itself gets you to have a conversation. You're like, oh, you like that part? Yeah, that we mess up all the time, you know? Right. Yeah. I like that. So I hear a lot about uh, branding your video. Do you ever get the client that's still figuring out their brand? And if so, how do you guide somebody who's not really sure who they are or what their you know brand is for selling their product? This is how everything that I'm sharing with you guys is how I've done it. So uh, I'm going to take my latest example, which is um, a realtor. I've worked with her for years, and we've gone through this fluctuation of constant pivoting. And I think that's where people need to understand that if you're building up, if you want to be recognized through a certain aesthetic, color, and fonts, and things of that nature, that's awesome. The more that brand is cohesive and there's continuity, cool. If you're just wanting to leave an impression on a person, if you want them to go as they're, for example, this realtor, as they're driving and they look at a house and go, I need to speak to a realtor and they think of that woman, then that's also branding itself. So it's like there's two parts. I work on the, oh, what was that? Who's that realtor I saw in that one video? That's what I work on. Um, and that just requires like how I brand an individual is like, are they funny? Do they talk about their family? Do they, uh, what tips can they share that are more powerful? Like I take aspects of their business and I break them down in categories or, uh, people call them content pillars. And then I, mm-hmm. when I sit with them, I go, okay, we're going to talk about this one day. We're going to talk about this the next day. We're going to talk about this the, the other day. But that does require just time and um, iterations because sometimes things change. Like with this one realtor, for example, we started with very educational stuff. And then years later, now we're doing like skits as if it was a television show, you know? So uh, we've only, mm-hmm. we've done that because we're evolving with the time. And, and it takes the creator to convince that person because they're paying you a lot of money and Hey, I'm going to need you to look, look a little goofy for a while. Like, are you willing to do the script? Uh, and then of course, if you've built a good trust as a creator with your client, then they're willing to do it. They're willing to try, but yeah, that's the type of brand that I do. So, um, how do you work with a client? I mean, are you coming up with the ideas or is it a collaboration or kind of both? It's definitely both. Um, yes. So I'm slowing down in order to speed up here. Okay. 
usually what happens is a fresh new client, I am very calm and, and I listen to all the things that they're going through. And I just identify by my own research and looking on their social media and going, okay, people love this. People don't love this. People don't. Love this. And then once I have that information, then I actually go meet with them or I'm sitting down with them in a meeting and I'm like, hey, this, these are the things that I've noticed. And then on top of the things that I've noticed, they'll tell me the things that they, they like to talk about because it's not always as much as you hear often like, People in branding say, you know, listen to your audience. Yes, that's important, but you also got to do things. I think where we where we are now, because there's so much like anxiety, it's like you also got to do things for yourself. So I ask my client, like, hey, what are things that you want to talk about? Some will say, I want to talk about cooking. And I'll think to myself, oh, you're a realtor. How do we talk about cooking? Okay, well, mm-hmm. you know, people at her level need food. Cool. So we kind of learn how to mold that idea with with that with the initial hey you need to sell sell some sort of product or service here so let's make sure it's cohesive you know but it is it's it's a lot of brainstorming um i recently did a video talked about we have two meetings prior to a film day so the first meeting is um brain dumping Mm -hmm. you know the second meeting is more of a cleanup and then Mm -hmm. it's a reiterating the things hey based off that first meeting do you still want to do these things? And and if you do want to do these things, we clean them up for you so that they're able to look look at it and go, I still want to do that. We have a team of five, but two of us are the main idea people. It requires a lot of like sitting down and we we treat ourselves like a like if we own a huge building mm-hmm. with a lot of people because we understand that media and television and all those, that's what they do. So it's like, why can't we do it at our level? It doesn't matter about the pay, but we have to treat our clients like they're like huge stars, you know? Right. Yeah. Because they are to you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, do you have like a questionnaire or do you just know all the questions that you would ask to guide them? Or do you have them do anything before before you meet with them? If, if I'm onboarding them, n- actually, even onboarding or not, because – what I've learned is this is actually a tip that my the realtor gave me. When she sells, she's selling like a let's say a four point five million dollar house. The transaction is so emotional that they don't need to feel robotic. The entire system doesn't need to feel robotic. So when you're identifying things about your client or your person, they love the sit down. Or even if you're doing it a lot through Zoom, if you're going to say, hey, I just do a lot through Zoom, I'm like, okay, but learn to have a certain conversation online where it feels like, hey, I care about you as a human individual. So um, there's no question there. There's no – we always send them ideas mm-hmm. via uh, our portal and we al- we're always constantly sending them ideas or, or via email. Um, and they could look at some things and they could go in, but it just gives them, mm-hmm. it sparks something with that. Um, but yeah, there's no questionnaire. When we first meet, it's going to sit, I'm going to sit down and be like, Hey Tammy, so you know, how you been? <laughs> and then you're going to be like, Oh, then this, this is like, oh, okay. Can we, can you go deeper on this? And I, I constantly keep going. Yeah. You drill down. You really get to the, Oh Yeah to the um, deeper stuff. Well, which is cool because it feels like 
times are changing and which is good. I think they always are. But um, going from where uh, I just think back, you know, in the 50s and stuff, it's just very like uh, business and family, very separate. But now we're kind of meshing business and family together. And and especially in social media, where, you know, we need to get real, uh, share something, don't just tell me the information, like you were talking about the real estate, like if you're doing a real estate video, it's not just about the house, it's about the feel and the person in the house. Like when you were talking about um, your realtor that likes cooking, I was, what immediately went to my head is, is when she's selling the kitchen, it's like, there's so many things I love to cook. And, you know, and I was just like thinking how that would be incorporated in as she's showing the house and, and bringing in her views and stuff, which I think is so important. And I think we're looking to, to know the person, not just know what they sell. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Um, and so you talk in one of your videos about having a good idea system for their clients. What are your recommendations for that? And what is that? So, um, when I started creating content, you're kind of making it all up, (laughs) you know, you make the, you're good at a specific thing. You're, you're, you have a talent, a specific thing. Your talent could be how you shoot something. It could be the, the actual visuals that you capture, but that is just one element of your process. You have to meet your client. You have to schedule the days. You have to, um, on the day of shoot, have a certain scheduling based off that, your itinerary, right? And then mm-hmm. once you receive all that, you have to go home and you you have a certain amount of time or a certain amount of bandwidth in your brain and your life to take that information and put it onto the computer. Then you have to organize that in your computer. Then you actually have to edit that in your computer. Then you actually have to go, when do I need to give it to my client or should they know when I should give it to them? Mm -hmm. Because they need to review it because they have a life themselves. So they need to review it because if they're stuck in traffic and they get a little email and it says review right now, they're going to be like, what the hell? How can I review this right now? So um, when I say build a system and make it easy for the client, it is a workflow. Letting your client know, hey, we're going to give you this X content, this one piece of video in X days, in a certain amount of days, whatever those days are to you. But you have to you have to do your best to hit that target. And we use one, as I've mentioned, I've built a portal. Um, and mm-hmm. then the other thing that we use is a project management system, Asana. And then in Asana, we put down all the titles of our video, when it's going to be edited at 80%, when um, the client needs to see it. If most, most of the time, the client's take their time. So we, we have to build that in our head. Like they're going to stay, they're going to be two to three days before they actually review this thing. Mm -hmm. But sometimes they review it that night. Sometimes they don't, but you give yourself a certain amount of time. So that way you could continue working on the other projects. But that's what I mean by a system. It's like, I had a good friend fly from Colorado and teach me system and automation. It's like when something occurs, something else has to happen. You know, you have to, you as a creator, have to identify all those things. What I tell people is if you wanted to start that, get a piece of paper and just write down how long each thing takes till the end result, you know, so that way you could 
see, oh, okay, it takes me two hours for this, three hours for that. And then once you have this workflow, you're, you could identify, okay, when I get one video that's a corporate video that requires two cameras, one person, and um, or two people, one camera, and we're shooting on a seven-hour day, but our videos we get is like two videos, my turnaround t- time is going to take two weeks. A lot of creators have that. They, it's like, it's as we mentioned now, it's like a new era. Like Mm -hmm. things are fast. So a lot of creators are like, oh, you know, I'm going to give it to you in a month. Certain videos, yes. Mm. But the ones that stay ahead of the game move fast, you know? So you have to be as efficient as possible with yourself, but know that your client would prefer it quicker than later. Yeah. Right. You'd rather be the one turning it in fast than waiting and allowing the the client to maybe lag, but you don't want to be the one lagging. And the clients, the worst thing is to get an email from the client going, where is my video? Yep. So, and, and I love that you're talking about organization. I think we all struggle with that <laughs> um, and figuring out how do we move from the next to the next to the next and then remembering where are we with that project and what do we need to do? Um, so I, I love that. I love those suggestions. Um, so I was also thinking, um, now with your clients, do you write their scripts or are they kind of in charge of writing what they're going to say on, or do you kind of help and guide them with that? So, um, I took it upon myself originally when, when I first started, I was just your videographer. I could come there and I randomly shoot. I could vlog style for you and then expect magic. But um, where I've what what we're becoming is your production company. It's like if Tammy wants to be the diva of her show and her television, she doesn't want to have to work. Like you got a business to run. You have your you have your podcast to run. You have you know your personal podcast that you like to write. You maybe you have your blogs that you want to write. The best thing that I could do as your video partner, as your video creator, is alleviate all that stress. So what do I do? Okay. What are some areas that are bugging her? Well, she probably doesn't like to get texts. So I'm like, okay, moving forward, I'm going to text, I'm going to email you at this time. Oh, you know what? I do want text. Okay. When do you want to be text at 8 a.m.? Okay, cool. I'm going to text you and I'm going to email you. Okay, cool. Hey, I want to come up with these ideas. Great. Do you want to write them? Um, no, I just have them. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to write them for you and then I'll send them to you. And then you let me know if you like them and then I'll write it and then they send it or then I send it and they're like, oh, you know what? I would, I would change this thing or that. And eventually it molds to the fact that like we shoot your photo, we give you the ideas, we write your scripts, we partner with you and brainstorm with you in order to have your scripts. Um, if you wrote a script, we look at it and go, Hey, that's not video funny. <laughs> like, yeah, right. That's not funny. So let's, let's change it up. Um, but yes, we do as much as we can, uh, on the video side for our client, but that's also why we charge premium, you know, yeah. because I, I used to have 10, 15 clients a month and these are like one-off projects, but now I only have four and I'm making 10 times more than I've ever made. So it's, right. it's just a different process that, that takes time because you can't just go out into the world and be like, I'm going to do all this. And you try to get a premium client and you, 
you don't hit certain areas, you lack time, your editing's whack, your audio sucks, like all these elements, and you'll probably lose mm-hmm. that. But if you start with a premium client, maybe charge at a certain price, and then slowly go, okay, let me alleviate this off your plate. Let me alleviate this off your plate. And eventually go, hey, I've basically been doing all these. We need to up the price. Right. Yeah. I like that. Now, how do you work with a client that you're on the shoot with, right? And she's not nailing or he's not nailing the lines or isn't really prepared. Okay. So there are different levels of people. I know this is going to sound weird. Like for myself, example is I like to work with individuals that have skin in the game. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Skin in the game, whether it's money, whether it's social equity, um, whether it is uh, a, a level of confidence that c- – because I like to choose the clients that I work with because I already understand that that type of brain, that type of thinking, that type of person, when I get them in front of the camera, they could they could turn on. Yes. It's, just, it's just tweaking little things. But if they're completely brand new – uh, they have good money, but they're completely brand new. They're like, I've never been on television. I don't do any of this. I just, I know it's important. So I'm going to try it. It's baby steps. I understand that instead of shooting eight videos one day, we're probably going to only shoot two. Mm-hmm. And, and then they have to be very comfortable with the fact that they're paying for that time. Right. You know? So uh, I, similar to that sitting down, I go, Hey, Tammy, how are you feeling? Okay, you get comfortable. Oh, great. We start talking about family, friends. Oh, great. Okay, now let's try to hit this script really quick. Uh-huh. Great. Okay, can we say the first two sentences? Great. Uh-huh. Let's say I'm going to turn it on. It's just very, I'm your friend. Like, can you say this? Boom, boom, boom. Let's turn it off. Turn off the camera. How do you feel about that? What were you thinking? And then I I become like their psych, uh, psychiatrist. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. And then to Because to, to, what ends up happening is the camera itself is – Scary, mm-hmm. but the person behind the camera is also intimidating because they don't know me. They don't. Right. They think I may be judging them, you know. So it's like making them calm at all levels to eventually they they show their vulnerable side. They're more authentic. They're more laid back, and then I could always tell them that's you. That this person you're speaking right now, that's the real you. And then they'll it, it sits on it. They you can see them thinking about it like what is what is or I show them on camera, like, this is you. See how you're, you're, you're not nervous here, you know? Right. And then the, it's just constantly reminding them that you are capable and then they feel better. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. It's like, I, I get it. When you're in front of the camera, it's scary, especially if this isn't what you do. If you're not like a, a diva or like, you know, um, I don't know, a star, yeah. or like that attention, like that attention. But even for the people that don't like that, they have, like you were saying, um, authenticity, their their own authenticity is what is going to sell it. We just have to bring it out. And that is just, you're just so kind in the way that you do that and very nurturing. Correct. So I think that's really cool. Thank you. Um, So what makes video the most essential tool for marketing businesses and personal brands? I don't, I think, I wouldn't say, this may sound weird, it's everything is going to be essential. Um, But can you master video first? Mm -hmm. That's going to be good. 
video is the easiest to get eyeballs on you. Uh, but you know, if you get eyeballs on one video, can you take that one video and put it on your email blast? You know, can you is text? Is it easy to text it to a friend? Is it a shareable piece of content? Um, is it on your website? Is it on your blog? And all those things, you need to be, build your email list. You need to build your blog. You need to build your website, you know? So video is just a good starting point because you have all these new platforms that just requires you to upload it. You know, it's not like you need to go on Instagram and go, okay, like if you make an email blast, if you're, if anybody understands email marketing is you have to automate certain things. You have to like trigger certain things. You have to like, after seven days, they get this next email. If they don't reply, then they get this email, but you have to build all that. Well, when it comes to video, you just need to film yourself and then upload it to to the YouTube, Twitter, whatever, and let people decide, you know? Um, But it's important because people see all elements of you. They see when you're nervous, they see you laughing, they hear your voice, the tonality of your voice. They see, can I trust you? You know, there's just so many things that occur when people watch, watch you on video. No, I think that's uh, so important. And I liked where you touched on the video part of, you know, also, we have to think about repurposing the video. It's not just one video. And like you said, you share it on all your platforms. Um, if your video is, you know, a longer, you can take snippets of it and post it on different things in different ways. So I think it, it's kind of like, um, I was just thinking about like, even a podcast, you could record the audio. It's an audio podcast, but you can also record the video and make it on YouTube. And now it's a YouTube podcast video, right? Um, or you can just take pictures and put it to the audio and put it on YouTube. So don't just think in one place because you never know where somebody's going to find you. Yep. Sp- spot on. Um, so what are three methods to leveling up social media platforms as a business owner or brand? Hmm. That's a good one. Three methods. I think having a good plan is good. And how we plan, we have a batching system. Basically, I like teaching every creator that works with us. You need to identify certain things from your client, but you need to be able to maximize shoot days because when you maximize that day, you could get 10, 15 plus videos of content. You know, so it's very important to learn how to create a whole bunch of content in one day. People are going to say, oh my gosh, that's, you know, that's a lot or overwhelming or I'm like, yeah, but the new frontier is you need to give your audience a, a lot of content for a lot of attention, you know? So that's one. Another thing is make your client's life easier. For example, if I'm charging my client $6,000 a month and they're already getting videos and they're getting scripts, but I'm still not getting uh, a review time, like they're not reviewing it on time or they're not um, doing certain things that I would love them to do on time or we're, when we're on shoot days, they only film half the videos that we were able to shoot. It's you as the creator identifying, okay, why? Like, why did that happen? And then 
being okay with asking your client, hey, you know, we didn't hit all, uh, you didn't hit all the reviews. Do you want me to send it to you at a certain time? Do you check it on a Wednesday? Do you check it on a Sunday? Like being very observant at the fact that there's something in the system that you could tweak. The only reason I'm saying that this is important because it's it's human nature. People are off emotion. They're going to be like, "Hey, I, I worked with you for two months and I only got four videos." I'm like, and then you're in your head. You don't want to play. The, you don't want to play the victim card. Like, well, you weren't this and you weren't that. You got to be like, you got to be like, oh, okay. Well, um, what I've recognized is yeah. when we film, there are elements that we have not hit. And then you could kind of make it a we together thing, so it doesn't feel like one person's to blame and then go, Hey, you know what? Uh, but we could do better if you want to continue in this, but here's what we need. Here's what needs to occur on Tuesday. When I send you these videos, you need to review them. I only have until Thursday to flip them back to you, you know? So, right. Yeah. But basically that looks like batching, recognizing, um, where, where the clients are struggling and where you're struggling at. And what's a good, another good one. Yeah, customer service. Just practice your customer service. Um, even if you're charging $500. I, I tell my partner, my business partner, her, her name's Sage. She works with me. I always go, we need to treat every client like our $10,000 client. Every client has to be like that. They get If they want water, we're asking them, do you, hey, do you want water right now? Like Hot or cold. <laughs> dead serious. Dead serious. I, I always, I, I'm like, why? what makes Nordstrom so good? Mm-hmm. What makes Bloomingdale's so uh, blue? Yeah, it's Bloomingdale's, right? Uh, what makes those brands stand out? What makes a luxury brand? It's like the small little things. Like even how you talk to them is a different. It's just, it's weird. It's like you know when you cuss in front of your your friends and then you go to your grandma's and you're like, ah, I'm, I'm a perfect angel, you know? Right, it's yeah. almost like that. But eventually, you can let your guard down. Right. You know. Yeah. Yes. Um, I was thinking about when you were sharing. How often should people be posting? It feels like you almost have to be posting a couple times a day just to keep in people's faces. But what would you recommend for somebody who has a brand, they're trying to get their content out there? What is a good starting videos per week if, to do? If you're doing it for a client, as, as if you could do every day, awesome, more power to you. In the beginning, you, you do want to lean towards that only to get the algorithm to work on your favor Mm -hmm. because how the algorithm works is it needs to identify your piece of content who likes it Mm -hmm. and as it's figuring out that pattern it then sends it sends more of it to those types of people so when you're putting one you're you're asking this machine to go with this one video go find a lot of people (laughs) right (laughs) and then it's like Oh, a lot of people are saying no. But if you're putting 10, then this machine's going based off these 10. I'm going to send it. Oh, cool. I, I noticed that these people like this one video. I'm going to send more of this to them, this type of person. So it does its best to the more you're more is out there, the more attention and the more, more likely you're going to find the right people. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't stress on that. I, I would stress on more like get the systems first. Like how long does it take me to do one video? Mm-hmm. Because then you don't feel like a loser, <laughs> you know. Like oh, I didn't. You just like, hey, you know mm-hmm. what? If my if my strength is one video a month, right? Yeah. Shoot, like make it a s- amazing video. 
make sure that every Monday you're writing it. Every Tuesday, you're setting up your props. Every Wednesday, you're shooting it. And then from the next one week, you're editing it. And then the following week, you can prepare to launch. Whatever your process is, like get good at that process. And then eventually go, okay, cool. Yeah, I could, for a client, we could do Mm -hmm. a a lot more of these. For yourself, it's me as a creator, it's hard because I am editing for so many of my clients i'm barely getting back into oh yeah i could shoot for myself all right you know yeah and i was also wondering what do you think time wise the video should kind of stay in between and i know youtube can be like an hour um but you know with uh instagram really i think it's the maxed out at three minutes i'm not sure um i'm not sure if that changed but uh what do you think the attention span of people, especially with TikTok, that's one minute videos. I mean, it just seems like you need to get them quick and don't be too long. Is that true or just depends on the content that you're providing? Any tips on length? Yes. On length, it, you're, it, it's testing. You got to test it. Mm-hmm. I've seen cool creators that I could watch an hour. Yeah. But I'm a creator. You know, I'm like watching them. But then if you're... If your target audience is a mother of three mm-hmm. who is putting her phone on the car and she's scrolling through that as she's sitting in traffic mm-hmm. right? and she needs that dopamine hit, then you maybe her thing is 15 seconds. <laughs> like you have to test all different lengths, 15 seconds, 30 seconds, one minute, 30, and then gauge the engagement. I mean, marketing agencies, this is the level we would love to get to. It's like when we release a piece of content, what is the numbers that come in? Like numbers meaning money. Like if I had a piece of product or service and I launched a 30 second thing and nothing happened, Mm -hmm. and then I'd be like, okay, well, every time we launch this one minute video, we get one sale. So People love our one minute videos, but you don't know. Like it could have taken five 30 second videos to build trust. Mm-hmm. And then that one video, one minute yeah. video or five minute video to, to sell. So you got to test, you know, I definitely don't think you should stick to just 30 seconds. I definitely don't think you should just stick to one specific one. I think each one has its own strengths. Right. Well, and also I think you're alluding to who is your client, Yep. Because you have to gauge it to what their time frame of wanting to watch and stuff. So that'll that'll help you out too. And I like how you said just do a couple different types because you have to f- figure out who liked what and what was the content that people really enjoyed and what was the content that people didn't enjoy. So maybe I shouldn't do those types of videos or something or on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, change it. Or just change that. it. Uh, <laughs> a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> so how do you develop the voice of your client's brand as a videographer? It goes back to sitting down and understanding like this woman that I work with, Casey, when I first met her, she was like, I am a businesswoman. People take me seriously. You know, I'm selling a high product. And eventually we like, Hey, you know what? Well, let's try this cooking thing. And then we shot a cooking thing and then she's like, Oh, I didn't like how I was. I did. I said that word improperly or da, da, da. I'm like, we never release it. And then time goes by. I'm like, let's do another cooking one. And then she says something funny. I'm like, I promise you, like, let's release this funny piece right here. This, you being hilarious here at this moment with your family. It's awesome. Let's, can we release that? She's like, fine. People loved it. Ah, you know, people were like, Oh my gosh, this is so, this happens at my house and this, and then it clicked and then it clicked. You know, so eventually it takes time 
to truly break that person out into, into a comfortable, like for me, it's gotten a lot shorter because I've now understood or I now pitch myself when I'm working with someone. It's like, Tammy, my goal here is to, to bring the authentic you. It, it could be you laughing. It could be you stumbling on words. It could be you being extremely assertive. It could be you cooking. It could be you making coffee. Uh, I just, I'm trying to identify what things I personally view you like as a human, you know? Then I take that and I show it to the world. I'm like, hey, this is Tammy. She's mm-hmm. the world, like world, take a look, you know? Yeah. So I always think in that way, I'm like, okay, how can I, f- what makes the quirks? Uh, this is kind of a random, um, what do you think about like cussing? You know, when people, because some people do like to cuss, I, I know Gary Vee does, um, and some other people, do you think that you kind of got to watch that out there or those are your peeps is the ones that are going to like that? I, I think, yeah, there has to be tasteful. Yeah. You can't just I'm gonna be cussing all the time. Yeah. I, I as much as I like Gary Vee and stuff, he's built that, but I mean I tune out after a while. That's just me. But you know, a couple of bombs here and there, I think it's okay. That's this uh, it always comes down to perspective or you know, um that's someone else's yeah opinion. But I try not to cuss. I want all, I want a kid to watch my stuff. Yeah. I don't want that kid to learn my verbiage and right. then go home and tell his mom or act and behave this way. I would love that kid to go, dude, this guy's teaching me cool, creative stuff simplistically. And then I'm going to, he's going to evolve with me over time. Yeah. No, I think that's a good point. So you had talked about that you work with a team to create your video content. What is the roles of the team when you're on a shoot? Uh, so, I work with several teams. So with one of my clients, she already has a big team. I've just embedded myself and been a part of it for so long because she started with me when, when she had n- nobody or barely anybody. And my role is to speak to her head production person her, who produces all her content. And then on shoot days, we go back to the like grassroots of getting comfortable and I make sure she's okay in front of the camera. And then we turn on the camera and then we begin, but it's brainstorming ideation with my team, just me and Sage, we do everything. Mm -hmm. Sage sometimes shoots depending on what the type of project is. Sometimes I shoot, sometimes she just builds out the itinerary and keeps me on track. It's very synergistic, you know, uh, certain clients demand a, a, a an assertive individual like myself. Mm-hmm. Yes. And some people enjoy how she has the conversation. So, yeah, there's no ego. And then we have our editors. Our editors aren't here and they get tasked every day to work on certain amount of pieces a day. And then mm-hmm. our editors just have our communication with us, with, with the team. What do you use to shoot your videos and edit them? What, well, I guess the other editors, are you on Premiere? Do you have your editors be on the same system or does it matter? Yes, we're on Premiere. I make the final changes Okay. on my end. So what I do is I send them proxies, mm-hmm. but they have a certain requirements to take that proxy and make it a 4K resolution just by expanding it. But they use... They use um, they basically reproxy the proxy, but they pr- proxy it at 4K. So when they're using it on their end, it's at 4K. Uh-huh. 
But when I get that file back and all the other assets and components that they use to make that video, when I locate it on my Premiere, typically what happens is it says, hey, file not found. So you have to go find it. But it makes our life easier, my life easier to find it quicker because instead of locating it, clicking it, and then the computer giving me some weird error because it's not the right size, it's now streamlined. They edit it. They make it all nice and pretty. I get it back. I make final touches. And then I just locate all the media. And then I make the final touches. And it just, yeah, that's how we've built our system. I mean, there's more in depth, but that's as much as I could kind of share with at this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then what uh, cameras do you use to shoot the videos? So we use the phone. We use GoPros. We use, um, oh, wow. I have three different Sonys. F- four, five. Yeah, I have several Sonys, but our main two Sonys is A7 IV, A7S III. Um, our backup Sony is A7S II. And then my vlog Sony is the AZV-E10, I think. Uh, that's the vlog BTS camera and our phone stuff. And then I have uh, Insta360. Oh, yeah. How do you like that? I, like, I love it. It's awesome. You probably have drones too, right? Yes, I have three drones. Two of them I'm trying to get rid of. Uh, I just bought the new drone because it, it's the drone mini, but the camera flips vertically, and that's the only reason I bought it. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. I need I need that because the world's migrating to vertical videos yeah. for right now, and I want for what it's what's right now. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever flown your drone into a house? Not yet. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> that's the next day. I've seen that in the um, like real estate videos. I'm like. That is so cool. Yeah. But scary. (laughs) Super scary. Um, And then what frame rate do you use when you're filming? Uh, Depending. So lately on social, I'll be using frame rate 30. Mm -hmm. And basically I put my shutter at 60 and then I shoot at 30 FPS. um, And that's for like the skits. I noticed that it does something different on the phone. Like it just looks different. It looks sharper. You know, 24 is very cinematic, very movie-like, but I don't always use 24. Mm-hmm. I, I like using 30, knowing that it's going to be on social. And then I use 60 frames to shoot cars because it gives me that that wiggle room to go to slow-mo. Uh, but I also use 120 sometimes to shoot cars. So it's a mix. And then I, when I shoot conferences, mm-hmm. I, those I typically shoot 24 only to save memory. And then I see um, a lot of your behind the scenes in your videos on Instagram. Do you have someone shooting the BTS while you're shooting the content or, or are you just grabbing at the time? Like, hey, get some BTS here. <laughs> it's, a, it's a mix. I take my camera, my actual ZV-10, and I put it on tripods and I, I like static shots, static meaning like it doesn't move. So I try to, and I shoot it vertically. Mm-hmm. So I make my lens as wide as I can. And so that's one way of doing it. Sometimes Sage will film it. Sometimes I'll film for Sage. And we always know it's like kind of embedded in us to like, oh, we're, we're going to, let's shoot BTS. Let's kind of have BTS. I have time right now. Like I'm going to shoot BTS. You know, right? Uh, it it can, sometimes some of our BTS makes the content, so yeah, um, yeah. You just never know. You just never know, exactly. Well, and I was also thinking about like when you're shooting uh, BTS with a client that is not in front of the camera yet. I'm sure you can get a lot of like them be more relaxed, saying stuff. 
Now, you you were saying that you shot vertically. What about YouTube? You know, now you don't have landscape for YouTube. So, or do you feel like, no, we're just doing Instagram? No, we, we do all the platforms that are vertically. And, and I even put the long form stuff vertically on YouTube as well. Okay. I I just figured, I figured people are watching it vertically. Okay. And then I don't mind building up a a, a high level of short form Mm -hmm. to eventually, because this is what I'm telling my clients is build, let's go heavy short form Mm -hmm. and then eventually go, Hey, we are releasing a YouTube video. Because you, you'll get the true fans that have watched it, even if it's like 40 people out of your thousands of people, those 40 people will go watch your 10-minute video. You know what I was thinking about that, especially with TikTok, is that you could take all those one-minute videos and make a funny 30-minute video or so on those one-minute clips because sometimes, especially when people are talking- Smart. Like I did that once. I took somebody and I started to download all their TikToks and then I put it together into one. And I thought, wow, this could be a movie just on TikTok. So- That's smart. (laughs) That's smart. That's actually smart. I would love to. I'm going to try that. And tell me how it goes. I will. Yeah. And then I- That's pretty good. Yeah. I was thinking about the time lapse, okay? Because I just got a GoPro. I was on a film shoot doing BTS and I was just, I just set it up. I'm, you know, love my GoPro and just let it run. Do you go in with a strategic plan for your time lapse? Like, okay, we're going to just do the setup and I'm going to do, or do you just go, let's do time lapse and see what we get? So for the phone, I love the time lapse on the phone. My head is for the very first shot has to aesthetically look kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you, if you have the backlight, it's too, you know, everybody's too silhouetted and that may be the look that you want. But uh, my first shot on my phone time-lapse, uh, I kind of figure out where I want it, the best angle that gets everything that looks like we're on a production set. Yeah, That's like my very uh-huh. first thinking. And then a- after that, like you can't watch one time-lapse the entire time for a really long time, you know? Right. And then after that, I kind of just slowly move it around, you know, and I, and I think of like, if I'm moving it here, what is that person going to view and see it or like, see, like if they're seeing my hands putting something together, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> when it comes to things that I'm like putting things together on my hands, I go super slow knowing it's a time lapse. So I'm like putting things slowly together. Right. Uh, do you do 30 second, five second? Mm-mm. Does it? Or. Or just whatever it's automatically – because on your phone, I don't know that you can change the setting. I know you can do it in uh, the GoPro. So I had it at 30 seconds. But I guess it just depends on what you're shooting. Exactly. And also, you know, I was curious about this. Do you have like a set time of, okay, I'm going to shoot this time lapse for 10 minutes? Or is it just like I'm shooting it and then eventually I'm going to go over and stop it? Like do you have how long you should shoot time lapse? I should, I should, but I'm pretty good at knowing that I just need like five minutes of it. Mm, okay. You know, like, like a five to 10 minutes and then I move it as much as I, 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 I am methodical, but I'm not to the point where this time lapse has to be X time because a lot of my BTS, I, I keep and eventually, it's not like I go. I make my entire day revolves around that behind the scenes. I just gotta, I just gotta have some behind the scenes, and it doesn't always have to be pretty. Right? Yeah. Like if I over, the more I'm overthinking it, the time that it takes to overthink is time lost. Yeah. So I just kind of put it there, and I go, okay, cool. 
five minutes. Oh, where's my camera? Oh, there it is. Okay, cool. Right. <laughs> you know, that's true. I'm more more concerned about the client most of the time, but I do know I I do know that my camera's watching me. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I like that. So, any tips for someone thinking about doing video content? Join the team. Join the team. Join a team. Speed up. Like even though, like you, if you were to go be an intern at a, a company, you're going to be an intern. You're going to be like pretty much a busboy, get my coffee, get the paperwork, whatever the thing is. A lot of creators, it's not like you're going to go into a science, you're not a science major. If you're listening to this is because you're a creative individual or you're very curious about creating, right? So our things, a lot of the individuals that I've encountered, they're from ground zero. It's not like they've left Harvard, you know, Mm -hmm. but I would highly recommend joining a team. Go find a studio you want to work with. Go find an agency that you're willing to work with. Start from ground zero and go. Uh, I told Sage when she started working with me, um, you need to recognize the gaps. And what that basically means is if if I'm the main person, understand where the things that are taking my time. Listen to what I say that stresses me out and figure out what takes my time and catalog it and, and identify it and see if you can be solution oriented and resourceful to figure out if you can solve that problem. And this is if you're a new creator going into a team, that's what you should be doing. You should be like, how can I make Tammy's life easier? Okay, she has to set up the podcast. Takes her 15 min- minutes to set up that podcast. What would it look like if she, it was already set up the next day? Ah. Hey, t- hey, Tammy, like, would it be a lot easier if this podcast was set up for you t- today, today instead of tomorrow? And then you're like, oh, yeah, but I need it in a little bit. Okay, cool. After you need it, like, can I then move it? Yeah. Or whatever, whatever your system is. But that creator, they'll learn the business faster in identifying where they could be a strong power. And then eventually they're going to learn the other things like, oh, here's what you use to, this is how Tammy shoots her camera. Tammy, I set it up for you. I, I, I know we're shooting corporate. So I already set up all the systems for you. You're good to go. Here's your paper. Okay. You know, now you're, Tammy's the director. Time has been spent on you just being the director and you creating the thing that you need. And then your new person is like helping you. Right. It's still kind of in social media what it kind of feels like is a lot of creators are ego based, meaning like, let me show you, let me show off my life. Let me show off my cool. But that's a re most of the time. It's like mm-hmm. you, you you're showing off this piece of content that looks cool, but I know it took you so many hours and that was you sitting on the computer, you editing it, you coloring it, you finding the sound design, but it would be awesome if you could actually be that cool thing, but you're, you hired an editor. <laughs> like, right. yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think eventually they get there uh, with uh, when they're creating their own video content and they're the star of their own channel. I think eventually that load of videos that they have to produce every day, yeah. you really do need to outsource the editing. It's just too time consuming. Correct. So to the creative process. <laughs> big time. So if anybody out there is listening, is like, join a team. Even if it's at low pay, like it doesn't matter because that as you could have a conversation with somebody and be like, hey, you know what? I'll start off at this, but in like four months, can we try this? That's that was a huge strength of mine. I went into companies and I was just always recognizing gaps. Mm-hmm. And then I've made millions for companies, and it's just like I want that. I want that for me now. You yeah. know. 
And then any tips uh, to working with content creators, not necessarily the video side, but the person that is the star? Other like other content creators? Yeah. Like, let's just say that I wanted to start my own channel. And, you know, I don't have money to pay you to help me with that. But I'm I need to do it all myself. So I have to tape it, edit it. Any tips for somebody like me that wants to start a channel that you would give? I think that they would have to be mutual beneficial. Like, what can you do for me as well as I could do for you? And the dilemma that I see is sometimes I may not recognize that I need what you have. Sometimes I might just be willing to pay for your services versus like like a, a partnership, you know? It's hard to work with other content creators only because they're at different certain content creators at a different level. You can even see it with influencers, influencers, you know, they're always, they're always busy. How they work is collaborations, you know? So it's like, Hey, I know I'm going to make a piece with you and this piece, can we diversify it? Mm -hmm. But if it's like, Hey, can you do this every month for me? I'm like, Oh, most likely Mm -hmm. I probably cannot unless you're able to be with a client, but collaborations are probably the best way to start. Um, unless you guys build a business together and you guys migrate your businesses and go, hey, you have that services. Every time I bring in a $10,000 client, I love. I would love them to have a podcast. So what would that look like? What would you charge me? You know, like once numbers get involved, you got to relinquish the, mm-hmm. oh, I-, I need to survive. I need to like, give me 5,000 out of that. What are you talking about? You know, like you got, you get, it's got to be, you have to go, okay, where do we want to take this business? I know that was a lot, but. No, no, I think that's great. It's always good to get information because it just, you know, helps people out. Yeah. Uh, any last words, any projects you're working on that you want to tell us about? So thank you for this. I really appreciate this. I know we met fairly quickly. I saw that you did stuff with Alberto. So I definitely um, was inspired by that. And that's the reason why I'm on here. So I appreciate it, Alberto. The only project that I'm working on is I'll be releasing an app mm-hmm. for, I believe, all creators are agencies or they will become one. So um, this this app, mm-hmm. I, I want to say the name. It's, it's still a vid project, but it, it's vid project something. But... Um, I need to make it mm-hmm. where I could gain some sort of income in order to pay for it to be constantly fixed or iterated on. Right now, a lot of creators are testing it. Alberto's testing it. Uh, I have a friend named Stormy's testing it. I have clients that use it. I have all my clients on it. Um, but this is going to streamline the process for people. Oh, that's great. And then when do you think it'll be officially launched? I'm hoping I'm hoping if I figure out how to make a Stripe account a seamless, easy way for a person to go to this thing, pay for the Stripe account on monthly access, and then good to go. I'm hoping by the end of this year, if not sooner. I will let you know. Okay, that's great. And also, so content, like if I wanted to be on it to get clients, am I paying like a monthly fee to be a part of your team? Yeah. It'd be a Stripe account. It's going to be super um, Frankenstein together. You won't be a part of the t- Oh, for the vidproject.com, you don't have to be a part of the team. Yeah. The vidproject.com, the directory itself, you just have to sign up uh-huh. and then I approve it. Yeah. For the app, for if you want to use the system that makes your life and your client's life easier, 
to keep all the content assets organized and the workflow streamlined, then that's the only thing you would have to pay. Unless, who knows, this is the current business phase that I'm at. My goal is as our company grows, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to segue a couple of times here. Okay. So, you know, like the, if you hire a pest control or some sort of a person to come do an inspections, they arrive at a, in a van and they pull out their tablet and they have these things, these requirements that they have to go do, right? Well, that mm-hmm. thing that they're using, that tablet is a system that's connected to the bigger company. So that's the goal. Eventually that bid project has that system where Tammy could go, Oh, cool. Mar, you sent me up with my current client that you've already have. Um, let's call her Stacy. Uh, great. I'm going to shoot Stacy. We wrote script. Oh, I need to meet up with Stacy. Cool. Okay. I'm going to meet up with her on Wednesday. It's just basically a, a thing that you, that makes your life easier that you don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. That's the long, long picture. And that requires us to have income to hire the right creators. I made it a goal that every creator that I want to want on my team is six figures and up. Everybody has to make six figures and up. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I want to pay. Basically, as of right now, anybody that's going to use the app, they're just going to pay a monthly fee. And then what it does is when you have a Dropbox link, you put it in there. When you have a video to review, you put it in there. When you have photos, you put it in there. You put all the graphics so your client doesn't have to go to their email. They just go to the portal and go, on October 1st, 2022, that's what we shot. Cool. We shot 10 pieces. Great. I'm going to download those. Cool. Like They have all their stuff nice nice and cataloged. Yes. I like that. Um, And is there a desktop version too so you just don't have to work off your phone? Well, obviously, because if you're putting stuff in there, it'd be really hard to have to move everything to your phone to get there. But yeah. Yes. It's desktop and phone friendly. Oh, that's great. Thank you for being on the show. This has been great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. I encourage you to get out there and make a film. Reach out to your local filmmakers group to get involved and connect. Please subscribe to the show if you like it. And follow me on Instagram at Tammy Magero. Until we meet again, what's your story?